This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good evening, everybody. How y'all doing? Welcome to the show. We got a great show planned for you. We're going to be hanging out with those that are kicking around today and tonight because uh, I heard today's a special day for some people. So for those that are in love, in a relationship, and uh, happy about it. I guess that's the caveat. Not everyone that's in a relationship is necessarily happy about it. Um, Happy Valentine's Day. And for those that uh, are not celebrating it for whatever reason or are single, happily or otherwise, you are in the right place tonight because uh, we got a show for you. We're going to talk about how to spend Valentine's Day on your own. But again, there's a lot of tips and tricks in there for everyone because it's also going to be just a discussion about how to move through the world as a solo individual and still find purpose and meaning and value. Yes, we live in a culture where we are obsessed with relationship and relationality. Some of that is evolutionarily wired into us, uh, but again, I'm not an evolutionary psychologist. I'm more um, of a socio-anthropological <laughs> thinking person, and I really think a lot of why we are geared towards what we're geared towards is about socialization. Socialization can undo all of that wiring, and uh, what made sense evolutionarily back in the day does not necessarily hold true now. Things are very different, um, and a lot of that's rooted in theory, but... We are socialized to uh, think that relationality should be at the core of our lives and uh, also something that we should always be seeking to have. And I think there's a lot of worth and value in that. Um, I'm a big fan of that. I think that co-regulation is far easier and more robust than self-regulation. I recognize, as I talk about on the show all the time, the relational qualities that make us healthy and really make us resilient and hold us up, right? Resilience is about the relationships we have around us. Studies on happiness are often tied to the quality and uh, not quantity, but the quality of relationships that we also have around us. And that's in every way, shape and form. But we do have this cultural thing called singleism. And what that means is it's about a prejudice and uh discrimination at times that is geared towards those that are single. We've all felt it, whether in relationship or not, this idea that if you're single, it means a couple things. This isn't true. This isn't real, but this is the assumption rooted in singleism. Again, the discrimination prejudice against those that are single. The idea that if you're single, uh, something's wrong. <laughs> Why aren't you in a relationship? Why can't you be? I'll tell you a little anecdote if I can remember to come back to it. There's also the idea that if you are single, you should be working towards relationship versus saying it to someone in a relationship. Are you working on becoming single or getting out of that? And a lot of things like weddings and others where there's always this plus one, this idea that you can't really move through the world on your own happily. Some people don't want to date to an event or a wedding and they're happy going on their own and they don't want the pressure to have to find someone. Um, We have a lot of shame and guilt around going out to eat or to a concert or to the movies on our own. We shouldn't, Uh, whether you're in a relationship or not, a friend or platonic or romantic or otherwise, sometimes people like to move through the world uh, in a solo way. I very much am that person. I have this, you know, it's not rigid, but if I spend a lot of time socializing with people, I need a lot of time on my own, a lot of me time. I think we over-prioritize socialization at times. I think to the detriment of our own internal self-reflective contemplative work, you cannot be working on yourself if you are always surrounded by others. 
Add to that, that if people finally are given a moment to themselves waiting in line at a coffee shop, sitting at a red light, or even sitting down on the couch, we now immediately pick up our phones and start scrolling. We do not allow time or space where we're just sitting with ourselves. That's why a lot of people don't know themselves. And I think that's a problem. And that's why I personally value reflective, contemplative time alone so I can form a relationship with myself. I Those that are always needing to be around others, that are always uncomfortable when they're on their own, that is an inability or a discomfort or a lack of real relationship with and to yourself. What are you afraid of feeling? What are you afraid of encountering? Why do you feel as though life isn't real or not as fun if others aren't there witnessing it with you? Again, I value that element, but it can't be that dire. And I know some people where there's a lot of panic and it really feels that dire to them. Um, So the anecdote is this. I was, this is a couple years ago, I was auditioning, which ugh, <clears throat> for some stupid dating show to be the therapist on, it was so stupid. And so randomly one of the producers said, are you currently in a relationship? And I was like, no. And they were trying to pathologize that. And I said, please don't think that everyone that's currently in a relationship, that that's a sign of health. A lot of them should be divorcing or leaving. Um, a lot of people don't know how to be in relationships and the fact that someone has left one is often a better sign than those that are currently in one because maybe they're staying in something they shouldn't single people are sometimes showing health that they're not afraid of that, that they're willing to step into that, that they're not staying in something that's not working or toxic. You don't determine someone's worth relationally by whether or not they're in one. It doesn't work like that. (laughs) Um, all right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to keep talking about Valentine's Day and singledom and um, all that good stuff. we got to normalize that. And I think today is a better day than most to do so. So we'll do that. We'll be in the DM. So drop us a DM if you got one for us. That's questions, topics, things you want covered. And uh, we are channelq.com is where you want to go to check out past episodes. So stick around. More to come. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. All right, y'all, we are back, and uh, we are doing a little uh, holiday chat. (laughs) It's not a holiday for everyone, but for some it is. We're doing Valentine's Day. I know, it's here. Uh, The bane of some people's existence, the anxiety that is brought forward, and it's nothing we need to be afraid of. It's nothing we need to worry about. Uh, We're going to talk about ways to kind of spend the day with yourself, for yourself, and again, this is a topic that applies to everyone, even if you're married and in a relationship and out there celebrating Valentine's Day. Still something we can learn about spending time with ourselves alone. I think it's important. I think people are very fearful of it and we need to spend time where we are being reflective and contemplative and getting to know ourselves and befriending ourselves and learning how to sit in silence. It is not good to always feel as though we have to be around others. This is something that we do clinically in my practice when people talk about app use. I say to them, let's let's build in a little mindfulness. It's something you're gonna be hearing me talk a lot more about on the show. And I say to them, check in with yourself. What is it you're hoping to seek when you're picking up your phone? Most people have no idea. It's automatic. It's reactionary. Um, There was a gap, they'll say. 
I wasn't doing anything. Uh, I'm, I can't, I can't tolerate or imagine just standing in line, taking in the sights, sounds and smells around me or just sitting in my car with thought and we pick up our phones and then some people are on the apps and I'll say, are you, what are you trying to find on there? Are you bored? <laughs> are you looking for connection? Are you, um, like what, what is the desire that you have that you're trying to get met? It, it's my favorite metaphor of a Snickers bar versus a home cooked meal. If what you're looking for on that app is able to be found on there, you're going to leave feeling really good and you're not going to have to be on there long. It's like when you go eat something because you need nourishment, you eat it and you're content and you go back to your life. But if you're grabbing a Snickers bar, it will fill you up quickly, but it will leave you hungry again soon after. And then you're going to be needing to look for food again. That happens on the apps. If you're bored, it's not going to give you the entertainment you're seeking. And so you're going to keep hitting it over and over, swiping and swiping and swiping, trying to get that need met, but it can't meet that need. And so it keeps you strapped, you know, trapped in that struggle. Same thing if you're looking for connection. Yes, conversations happen on those apps, <clears throat> but probably better to put it down and go reach out to a friend or go socialize and really get that need met. Purpose of the apps, if we're speaking specifically about the dating and sex apps, is to try to, you know, connect with someone, maybe get a little conversation going. It's it's something you pop in and out of, but some people spend their time on there trying to get these more core basic needs met, and that is not its purpose. Um, it's kind of like online shopping. It, it's, it, its purpose isn't to entertain you. And if you're bored and that's why you're doing it, yeah, some time can go by and that can be meaningful. But generally, you can just find yourself kind of trapped in that black hole of seeking something that can't be found. And so we stay trapped seeking. The seeking continues. Um, <clears throat> also, and I was talking to a bunch of clients about this. I might have already mentioned it on the show. Sometimes those two worlds blend and I'm not sure where I said what. But a lot of lonely people are on those apps trying to find connection um, because they don't have access to other people in real time, wherever they're living, or, you know, there's a little bit of anxiety about having to socialize, or there's even laziness. I don't actually feel like showering or getting dressed or leaving the house. And if I just lay here, I can find something. Unfortunately, that is not what tends to happen on the apps. <laughs> Only like 20% of the people on the apps actually wind up meeting up or engaging in meaningful conversation. The stats show us that about 70 to 80% of people, nothing comes of anything. It's a, maybe a little bit of minor sprinkling of conversations, but it doesn't really provide much. And that's why burnout happens. Again, you keep going back for this thing, trying to get a need met that it can't provide and won't provide. And so you keep going at it over and over and over and uh, you burn yourself out. So all of that to say, Start spending, start getting familiar, spending more time with yourself. Also start asking yourself what you're seeking and some of the things that you're spending your time doing behaviorally. And again, we're talking tonight about singledom and what comes with that. It is Valentine's day. We're talking about what it's, what it means to be with yourself and, and, and alone. Um, and this holiday really brings a lot of that forward. And so I'm imagining a lot of people might be going on this app saying, all right, I don't want to spend next year alone. And there's something really beautiful in that. I appreciate that, but just be thoughtful about the time you're spending seeking, um, maybe get more familiar spending time alone. And that could be a really beautiful center point. And also what we're going to be talking about on tonight's show is time with self. I know out here in LA, if I'm swiping around on the apps and moving through the world, I see a lot of people, and this is a stereotype, but it holds true, as do some stereotypes, and a lot of effort put into beauty and aesthetics and their bodies. But there is very little, if at all time, put into their emotional, spiritual, or psychological health. Because again, it's social, 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 work, 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 and then gym and beauty. And it's like, when were you journaling? When were you sitting with yourself? When were you reading? Were you in therapy? Are you part of a spiritual group or program? Like, what are you doing to work on your mind and your spirit, just like you're working so hard on your body and your beauty? Tends to be a massive imbalance with those uh, priorities. So um, we're gonna work on reorienting that. And I'm sprinkling those reminders in there. Start some frequent practice, if not daily, that is about journaling, or it's meditation, or it's therapy, or it's some kind of reflective contemplative process of prayer or gratitude. There are some amazing self-help books that you can constantly be swimming with and using them as workbooks where you're documenting things that are what you wanna be living from and thinking about and reminded. Start a journal of mantras and quotes that are meaningful for you. Spend time with that often read the self-help books, the good ones, 
and you know highlight and pay attention to the things that call you out. I know whenever I'm reading my psychologically based stuff, I'm like learning about myself as I'm doing it. Um, it's transforming me. I'm taking notes and highlighting things that I want to remember and come back to, things that I want to build into my life. We have to have that work. <laughs> we have to. Um, so if you're spending a lot of time just scrolling on your phone, you're spending a lot of time watching Netflix, you're spending a lot of time, whatever, maybe make some of that time. Although I love rest and leisure, y'all know I'm a big fan of that. Maybe spend some of that time doing some of that spiritual, psycho, emotional work. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and keep talking about what to do as a single individual on Valentine's Day. All right, we're coming back to that. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we are back and uh, celebrating the holiday. Today is Valentine's Day. We're celebrating it by talking about ways we can spend it on our own. <laughs> for those of you that are in a relationship, enjoy. It's a beautiful thing. I love this holiday for those that are in partnership because it's a time to really focus on that, enjoy that, prioritize that, maybe even recenter that. Don't Don't let this be one of the rare times where you really put time and effort into your primary or secondary relationships. Um, remi- remember that the courtship cycle is something all healthy relationships need us to constantly be within. And that means we don't use the courtship stages to just get someone as though the goal is just to get and have. And once we do all's well, it is about cycling through them constantly. So we want to always be flirting. Yeah. We want to always be attracting. Oh, yeah. We want to always be romancing. Oh, yeah, right? But a lot of people think, oh, that's what we did in the beginning. And then we get lazy and we back away from that. And then we wonder why our relationship feels boring and flat and loveless and not romantic. And we don't feel attracted to ourselves or our partners. Keep it going. You did it. You know how to do it because you did it and that's how you found yourself in this relationship. Most likely stay in it, never let it go. Like be motivated. Say Valentine's Day shouldn't be the only day where we're honoring and celebrating each other in our relationship. It should be something we should be doing every single day. I have all my clients doing what I call daily acts, daily acts of romance and courtship. It is the quickest, easiest, simplest stuff. It requires no time or money. It's seconds long. It's a wink. It's a cute statement. It's a cute text. It's sharing of a song. It's a little note. It's holding their hand while you're driving. Maybe it is purchasing them something. Maybe it's cooking them dinner. Maybe it's coming home early. Maybe it's planning something. Maybe it's having some sexuality or more affection. Instead of sitting across from them, leaning and laying on them, laying with them, cuddling when you fall asleep, starting a good night, good morning ritual, kissing when you leave and when you enter. These are simple, easy things. These are part of the courtship cycle. Feeling attractive, doing what you need to do to still feel like an erotic person, take showers, wear deodorant, still do what you need to do to feel good and erotic in your body and to make your partner feel attracted towards you unless you want to let these things go. That's up to you. But again, all the things you did in the beginning are all the things you should consistently be doing throughout the duration of your relationship. So hold on to that. Um, and also like put effort in. There's something about effort. Um, we get too comfortable and we refocus our attention after we feel like we have someone or the relationship has reached a milestone of monogamy, living together, children, marriage, whatever it is. And we start to put all that time and energy back into work and other things. And it's to the detriment of our relationship. Remember, if you're in a primary relationship, the word primary is important. This person is in your care and you should be considering the impact you have on them as a result of them being in your life. And it should be an improvement. So, so think about that and use Valentine's Day as a, as a jumping point to commit to doing more of that consistently. Every couple should have at least based on what you can afford and time and energy, because I appreciate that not everyone has the same kinds of schedules, but the goal would be to at least have a weekly date night. In addition to everything I said, where you are just in your couple. And for some of us, we can leave the house and go to dinner, movies, all that. Some of us, we can go away for the weekend. Others, it'll maybe be about just turning off the television, playing some music, dimming the lights, lighting candles, and sitting on the floor in the bedroom or the living room and just playing a game, watching a show, 
uh, eating together, cooking together. And it's the smaller, simpler things because it isn't about where you're going, what you're doing or how much you're spending. That's ego. Let that go. That, that is not what this is about. And that doesn't speak to more love or care. It's just about intentional time and the quality of presence that you're bringing to that quality, to that intentional time. And I don't mean gifts when I say presence, I mean, presence, P R E S E N C E the way you are occupying that space and time. You are open, you are focused, and you're there. That's that's what we're talking about. <laughs> when I say presence, I don't want people to think I mean gifts. It's the opposite of that. In fact, I think sometimes gift giving can be lazy. It can be a defense against true intimacy. I'm just gonna order this online or spend a little money, and then I'm gonna feel as though I don't have to be vulnerable or truly present or intentional. I'm not knocking gift giving, <clears throat> but often that's the most distant, defended, non-intimate thing we can do. So all that to say, improve. Um, <clears throat> but we're gonna do some DMs in a minute. And then we're gonna come back and talk about things you can do if you're a single solo person on Valentine's Day because uh, we still got the whole night ahead of us and um, there's still a lot we can do with ourselves because I know you're gonna be seeing the commercials, you're gonna be knowing where your friends are, you might be newly single and aware of where your ex is or whatever it is. So. Uh, First off, you're just hanging out with me and I'm a pretty good Valentine's Day date, so I'm happy to be spending the night with you. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna talk about other things you can do, but more importantly, this is really a show about singledom and those that are moving through the world in a solo capacity and ways we can still bring meaning to our lives. Our lives do not have less meaning because there's not someone there witnessing it, truly. And then we'll be doing some DMs, so if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Uh, yeah, stick around, y'all. We will be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around. All right, y'all, we are back. Now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. DMs come from our Loveline IG page. Let's jump on in. All right, this first one says, Dear Dr. Chris, how do you tell your partner that you want more? I want to feel loved. I want to feel special. I want to feel important. And they say they're trying, but I just feel like I'm giving 100% and they're giving 60 I order things online, bring home flowers, go out of my way to leave notes, but their excuse is that they don't like to buy things online. What an interesting landing point for that. Uh, so a few things. Number one, we talk about equity, not equality. I know that might be a new word for some people. I'll, I'll, get, I'll try to familiarize, familiarize you all with it a little bit more moving forward, but basically what it means is People, we can't have the same expectation on everyone. Everyone comes from a different history. Everyone has a different relationship to love and care. Um, and everyone has different resources available or not available, right? So equity is important because, you know, you'll see some interesting memes that try to walk us through this. Equality means everyone gets the same thing. and But that's not honest or fair because everyone has different needs and different struggles. So I, there was a meme that I found so powerful. So bear with me if you think it's corny. I think it's a beautiful example of this. But equity means this, that if someone's shorter, they get a taller chair. Not everyone gets the same chair, and sorry if there's someone tall in front of you and you're shorter and you can't see. Equity is everyone gets what they need. If you're taller, you get a shorter chair. If you're shorter, you get a taller chair. So everyone has the same access, right? And what that means in terms of your question about you're giving 100, they're giving 60, what's going on in their life right now? If they're under a lot of stress and they have a lot of issues and struggles going on, well then maybe 60 is their 100% based on what's going on. Maybe you have more time, more energy, and so, it's kind of also like rent. We should pay, if we're sharing rent with someone, we should pay based on what's possible for us. If someone's unemployed, they shouldn't be paying the same amount of rent as maybe someone who is. If you're in a relationship with someone, you can't have the same expectations. You might be more available, have more energy, have more resources. It can't always just be, if I can do this, you can do this, because that's not mental health centered, and that's not even looking at disability and disability rights, right? Everyone has different needs. So be proud that you're giving 100%. Why is 60% not good enough? Is it because you have issues with feeling loved and cared for? Talk about that. I think we need to let our partners know what it is and the meaning that we're putting into something. Hey, when you don't maybe prioritize me or make me feel loved, here, here's how I hear that. Here's how that impacts me. 
And I think this might be one of those occasions where love languages are important. Um, not everyone needs gifts purchased for them. And I don't know anyone who does. If you're someone who enjoys receiving things, be open to receiving compliments, receiving acts of care. You know, we use this love language concept sometimes in a very solid black and white binary way. This is how I feel loved and that's what you need to do. Well, we're all a little bit bigger than that. We need flexibility within that. So share with your partner ways that you feel loved and cared for. Ways that don't take money or a lot of time and energy because maybe that's not what's available to them right now. They might also have been raised in a family where no one demonstrated or modeled for them how to romance and court someone. If they were raised in a very unloving, ungiving environment, this is going to be brand new to them. You have to lovingly explain to them how you feel cared and loved for and what that can look like. And again, it can't be rooted in money and purchasing things online. Not everyone has the money to do that or wants to. And we need to see love in the ways that our partners express it, just like we want them to express it in ways that we most feel it. It's both. Be open to the ways that maybe your partner is showing love and showing up that you're just undermining or illegitimizing because it's not the exact right way that you want it, right? And if we share with them what's important to us within reason and in ways that we think they can accommodate and they just choose to not, well, then it's time to exit that relationship because you're in a relationship of deprivation and you've expressed your needs to someone within reason and they just have no interest in that, you will never then feel trusting or secure in that. And that's a rough place to land, but sometimes that's where we are. We realize love isn't available for whatever reason, or this person might love us and care about us, but based on things going on in their life, they're not able to show up in the ways that we'd want them to. And so now's not a time when maybe they're able to be a good partner to us. So that's in there as well. But this is an issue you need to take back to your partner and say to them, what am I supposed to do? so-and-so with the fact that I keep telling you how I feel loved and you're just not willing to do it. Make it a relational issue. Make it a couple's issue. See what they think about that, you know? But take it back to them. But I think it's a great question. Um, all right, we'll be back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, y'all, we are back talking about uh, ways to spend time with yourself, but we're kind of focusing specifically a little bit on Valentine's Day. But, you know, again, these are things you can really take out into the wider world because we have uh, this thing called singleism, which is a uh, prejudice and a lot of problematic assumptions we make about those that are moving through the world on their own. Look, not everyone wants relationship, just like not everyone wants sexuality. We have people that are asexual, meaning they are not necessarily interested in or geared towards sex with others or themselves, though asexuals are sometimes often open to sexuality with themselves or others in order to make someone happy or because they're willing to do it or they enjoy the release of pressure, whatever it is. And there are some people that are aromantic, which means, yes, they are not romantically driven. They are not someone who is necessarily interested in partnership um, or primary partnership. So there could be asexuals, there could be aromantics, two separate things, relationship versus sexuality. Just like, ready for this one, there are people that are asocial. What? Not everyone loves socialization. That's right. And it might be a little bit of a constellation or a continuum where some kinds they do, sometimes they do, other times or other kinds they don't, or it's a constellation where it's really situational and dependent. But there are people, again, that are asexual, aromantic, or asocial. Not everyone is wanting, uh, desirous of, or wired for sex, relationships, or romance. That's okay. You're not bad. You're not broken. And no, your life does not have lower quality. But then there are people that do want sex. They do want romance. They do want socialization. But for whatever reason, it's not happening in their lives. And that's okay as well. Not everyone has led the kind of life or lives in the kind of places and spaces where these things emerge or are possible. Again, does not mean that your life has less quality. I think sometimes the pursuit of or the prioritizing of relationships and sex and romance can get in the way of us really developing ourselves or focusing on other important parts of ourselves. It can get in the way, it can steal time and energy. And some people don't want to do that. They'd rather just work on their art. They'd rather spend time hiking in nature and not having to deal with others. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm a mixture. I like both. 
but I'm that way about everything. You know what I mean? I'm that person who has that spoon and I'm just digging it in whatever else is on the table. I want to try it all, but I'm not necessarily centering any of it or all of it. You know, I like time with, and then I time apart. If I do socialize on Friday, I want all day Saturday to myself to be left alone, to read, to hike, to just move through the world as a solo person. So be where you are. And singleism, again, is that prejudice that if you're single, you should be wanting or working on getting into a relationship. That's not fair. That's not honest. So don't be one of those people who says, oh my God, I can't believe how long I've been single. There's a lot of people that are single for long periods of time, if not forever. Don't buy into the narrative that that means your life has less value or worth. Every show, every song, every book, it's so frustrating. Even if it's a stupid movie about a meteor on its way to earth to kill us all, it still has some stupid love story at the center point of it. We don't know how to create narratives that don't involve that. It's really ridiculous. And we see all these stupid, stupid over the top dating shows. It's so obnoxious. Don't buy into that. That's just not necessarily what has to be the most important part of everyone's life, especially as a meteor is on its way to earth to kill us all. Um, And yet, People are, you know what I mean? Still in the pursuit of crush and love in those moments. Um, It wouldn't happen like that, but nonetheless, there we are. It's okay to spend time on your own. So what does that mean? It means uh, I'll just take a page out of my own book. It gives me that time to focus on my own self-care. I can, let's start with this. I can watch the kind of films and, and eat the kind of foods I want. And that's also what I'm offering those that are spending Valentine's Day alone. Put on a movie that you enjoy. Get some food that you like. I was saying this during the holiday time around, um, you know, what was it like, uh, uh, November and December, I was like, listen, because of COVID things are going to be different, but it doesn't mean they're bad, wrong or broken because you're not with all the people you normally would be with or with anyone at all, or able to travel to see family. I was saying still maybe dress up. If you enjoy dressing up, still play the holiday music. If you enjoy the holiday music, still make the kinds of food you like to eat. Don't buy into the idea that because you are by yourself or not with others, that there's lesser value in preparing food for yourself and dressing up and playing music. It feels awesome. I have my versions of that. Still do it. Don't buy into the idea that if you're on your own, you have to be in sweatpants on the couch, but that's cool too. So Valentine's Day is also like that. You don't have to walk by the Valentine's Day aisle and turn your nose up. You can say, hell yeah, I'm gonna eat that candy. Even though it doesn't necessarily taste better because it's wrapped in red and pink, those M&Ms are still bomb. And if not, capitalize on it tomorrow because they're all going to be half price. <laughs> so it's a win-win, you know what I mean? But focus more on the self-care stuff. What do you What do you really want to be doing? I mean, some of this I'm taking from some articles and some of it's so corny and so stupid. Um, some of the things they're saying is like, do a skincare routine. <laughs> Take an herbal bath with candles. I actually do love that. I play my music, turn the lights off, soak in the tub. It is transformative. It is transportative. It is heaven. Um, like I said, still doing the, still going through the motions, buy yourself flowers and chocolates. I buy myself flowers all the time. I always have flowers and I've always bought them for myself. It's okay to create the kind of world you want to be a part of. You don't have to wait for someone else to give it to you. You know what I mean? All right, we're gonna take a little break. We'll be back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back I'm with Dr. Chris on channel Q. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, we are back talking about Valentine's Day, bump it bump bum but really we're talking about how to spend time on your own with yourself. We are battling and dismantling singleism, which is this idea that, my God, if you're moving through the world on your own, something's wrong, life isn't as good, What's why, why aren't you married, why aren't you dating, why aren't you in love? What? We have to stop obsessing about that. A life is not better led because you're in a partnership. It makes some people's lives worse. That's why when people are like, I can't believe the divorce rate is so high. I'm like, I can because we don't run our relationships that great. And often they get really toxic and we grow apart and we should not be staying in things that aren't working for us. That's what this whole show is about, how to be better within relationships so that maybe you can pull them off. But for those that don't want one or aren't in one, that's okay. That isn't failure or pathology. Not everyone has to center relationship. Just like it's okay to not want to get married. It's okay to not want kids. It's okay to say, I don't want family life or children to be the center point of my time and energy and focus. It's okay to say, I want to be single or I just want to be with my partner and not have kids. And we want to travel and focus on art and experience or whatever else. That is okay. And I was trying to say before the break that 
still live the life you want to lead. I love flowers. Okay. I was raised around them with my mom. She had gardens and flowers and, and, and was always talking about them and pointing them out and just became something that was really meaningful and embedded in me. I value the beauty of them. I don't get flowers from people. So I buy them for myself because I want to have them. That doesn't reduce the value. I, I still am smiling as I'm seeing my favorite flowers around the house that I got for myself because I create the kind of world I want to be a part of. Um, Octavia Butler, plant the seeds for the kind of tree you want to be under. You know what I mean? So whether Valentine's Day or another day of the week, still do the things you want to do. Like I said, during pandemic, still celebrate the holiday in the way you want. Even if you're by yourself with the music, dressing up, making the foods, you can still do Valentine's Day by doing cute stuff. Like I said, you can still buy yourself the Valentine's Day candy. It's delicious. And if you hold off to the day after, it's 50% off. And then a few days later, it's like 60 or 70% off. Thank God for Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? Deals, deals and steals. Um, so I'm looking at some of the stuff that these articles wrote. Some of this is really dumb or corny or not, God bless. But um, we're talking about watching your favorite movie, doing a skincare routine, uh, uh, taking a bath with candles. I'm a big fan of that. That's that's something I fell into later in life. I traditionally was not into that. But I was saying before the break that uh, I love in the dark with my music in the tub. Very soothing. Uh, meditation, journaling, blah, blah, blah. Some of this is wonky. Okay, here, I love this. Going on a date with yourself. This is where singleism comes in. Again, the prejudice and 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 the pathologizing of being solo in the world. People don't feel comfortable going to the movies alone or dinner alone. Uh, Do it. That happens. Even for those that are in a partnership, they go out to eat alone sometimes. I actually am really not impressed when I see someone out alone at a movie or eating because there's something there's still something very pathologizing or pitying in that. I, so I'm not impressed. Honestly, I am. Um, I don't know what the word is. I, I think it's beautiful. I, I think, I, I think that they have higher self-worth and confidence, not because it's hard to do that, but because they want to be with themselves and they just honestly enjoy themselves. It's not the hurdle that I'm impressed by. It's the fact that they enjoy themselves. And I think a lot of us don't know how to have a relationship with ourselves. And so I think it's beautiful when someone's sitting there eating and just people watching or sitting there eating and reading. And they're just kind of like, I'm doing the things I want to do and I won't be held back by it. And um, I don't mind being with myself. I value myself. I go look at art all the time by myself because I want to be very present with it. I find other people being there with me distracting. It, it becomes about them. I don't actually want to have to deal with anyone else. That's why I love being on my own. I don't have to deal with anyone else. I don't have to deal with anyone else's anything. I don't have to uh, employ empathy. You know what I mean? I don't always want to be empathetic and worrying about someone else. Sometimes I want to just be selfish or self-centering. And so I go see art often by myself. I just want to be immersed with the art. That's who I'm going to see. So I'm not alone. I'm with the art and the artist. <clears throat> I love that. Um, so that's an awesome one. Focus on solo sexuality, maybe buy a sex toy, put on some porn, just have a night of masturbation. That's a great date night or a way to spend Valentine's Day with yourself. Like I said, still lighting those candles and playing some romantic music or just bopping around. Love that. Um, this was kind of weird. <laughs> so again, I'm pulling this from some articles. You know those build-a-bear places where it's like a stuffed animal place and you go and you kind of like fill it up? I don't even know if they still exist. So I don't know how dated this article was. It said to go to a build-a-bear workshop and make your own plushie. <laughs> I, I, You know, whatever works for you. I thought that was really odd though. Um, I love this. This is awesome actually. Go to your favorite outdoor space and have a picnic. I don't think about things like that often. Um, love that one. I like this one a lot. Take a class and learn a new skill. I'm obsessed with that. I'm always trying to figure out how I can build more time and space into my life to uh, take classes. And for me, it's also about, you know, being around others that enjoy similar activities. Um, anyone who's going to take the time out of their busy lives to learn a skill is someone who I want to be friends with because they value intellect and growth and transformation. I love that. I love leisure. I love rest, but some people are just obsessed with bright, shiny things all the time. And I think it's a distraction. Um, so I, I, I love, 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 love that. Because again, this whole topic is about how to spend Valentine's day alone, but it's the bigger topic of how to just be on our own in the world and not have that somehow be a reduction of, of worth, but also of whatever you're, you're, you're doing as though if there's no one there witnessing it with you, it doesn't have as much meaning. It's such an odd perspective. Um, uh, but I hear that said a lot. 
I want to do this. I want to do that, but I want to go do it with someone. Again, I, I appreciate the companionship part, not to knock that at all. There are some things I also want to do with others, but I also think we need to be a part of our lives and not put our lives on hold because we don't know if and when that will happen. And our self-worth tells us that our joy of the right now is just as meaningful. And so instead of waiting for joy, joy is these bursts of happiness, find some now. We don't need to wait. We don't need to wait till we lose weight to start dating. We don't need to wait till we get a better job or higher paying job to start dating. Date now. Go have experiences now. Go bring in joy now. Gonna take a break, gonna come back, and then we'll close out later with some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, we're back and we're finishing up our topic on moving through the world as a single person. Jumping right off of this whole idea of it's Valentine's Day, uh, how to spend it on your own. But bigger than that, we're not pushing singleism forward. Singleism is that prejudice and discrimination against people that don't want a relationship, don't have a relationship, don't even know if they're ready for one. That's an interesting concept too, readiness. I see people, the minute they're single, they're jumping right back out into dating. Not even because they necessarily know what they want or want something, it's just because they just feel like that's what you're supposed to do. Because again, we feel like that's something we just need to have. And so if it's not there, it feels like there's this box that's unchecked or a lack. That's a cultural creation. Yes, we are internally hardwired to both want autonomy and freedom and also partnership and pair bonding. Some of us, there are people that are asexual, aromantic or asocial, which means they're not geared towards or driven by the desire for sex or the desire for romance and romantic relationship or the desire for a lot of socialization, if at all. That doesn't mean you're bad or broken or wrong. That is a difference. There are different ways to move through the world <laughs> that doesn't necessarily need fixing. It's about accepting and allowing and stepping into our authentic selves. And that might be who you authentically are. Make room for that. We're not pathologizing that. Um, but for some of you, you're like, yeah, Valentine's Day. Bleh. All right. It'll come and go. Like I said, you're going to get those deals and steals on the candy as every day gets you know, marked down higher. But you can still celebrate it if you want by being cute with yourself. You know, I actually do think it's sweet when people are like, I'm my own date for Valentine's Day. Well, rock on. And I hope you put out. You know what I mean? Like, I hope you're giving yourself the full star treatment, dressing it up, taking it out for dinner, watching a good movie, and then having fun with yourself. You know what I mean? Um, it also might be a cute time to maybe go on an app. I don't know. I'm not really sure what's going on on there on a Valentine's Day, but maybe people are like, hey, let's do something tonight. I might never see you again, but we'll always have tonight. You know what I mean? Don't let the fact that something doesn't have forever or longevity tied to it determine its worth in the moment. Vacations don't last forever. Going to a movie doesn't last forever. That donut doesn't last forever, but damn it, it was fun while we had it. You know what I mean? It gives us memories, <laughs> so don't knock it. But for those that do want to do something for Valentine's Day, I've been scattering some corny things that you can still do with yourself. Um, there's Some of these are so random. So I'm not a fan of aquariums or zoos. I think that they're prisons for animals and they're not, they're not taken care of. But what I thought was funny is in some of the research looking at some of the ideas that people said for going on a date with yourself or how to spend Valentine's Day alone, go to an aquarium and take an edible. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Uh, go to a plant nursery and find a new friend to bring home. All about that one. Love plants. Love them, love them, love them. Like I said, also go pick yourself some flowers. Put them in a little vase. Put them out. I smile every time I come home and see my flowers. That I, all got, that I always get for myself. Doesn't take, them, doesn't take away from them. Who gave you those? Me. And I'm standing there glowing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we're no longer devaluing something because someone didn't give it to us. Oh, you went to that new restaurant on Friday night. Who'd you go with? Myself. And there's no sad face or an awe, you know, to go with. Didn't matter if I did or didn't. I went alone and it still was freaking awesome. You know what I mean? We're, we're leaning more into that. We're carving out more time for that. So if you're always with people, try doing some stuff on your own. It'll be good for you. And if you tend to do a lot of stuff on your own, that's cool too, you know? Oh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else they threw in here. Uh, I'll throw this one at you. <clears throat> Have a celebration of platonic love with your friends or family. It's kind of sweet too. Valentine's Day doesn't always have to be sexual or romantic. Maybe it's a time to spend time with your besties or bestie or friend or family member and be like, hey, let's express that care. Um, yeah, Valentine's Day celebrates love in all of its forms. It's time for us to not only appreciate and validate our own relationships, it's also meant to help us reflect on the impact they have on our lives. Um, 
you might even just use it as a way to reach out to those that are in relationship and say, Hey, happy Valentine's day. I hope you and your so-and-so have a great night. I was taught that lesson by a friend who's a mom. This was, so it's all about how you're raised. I was raised in a family where we would tell our mom happy mother's day, but I wasn't raised in a family where I reached out to other moms to say, Hey, you're a mom, happy mother's day. And I have a friend who's a mom and I was talking to her on, on mother's day, <clears throat> excuse me, on mother's day. And she's like, you never wish me happy mother's day. And I was like, Oh God, what an interesting concept for me. It was always just something I said to my own mom. And she's like, no, for some of us that are mothers, we like that recognition from anyone. And I was like, Oh my God, well apply that to Valentine's day. You know, we ha- we give happy birthdays to others when it's not our birthday. You can also celebrate Valentine's day for someone else by maybe sending them something or recognizing it for them. Even if it's not something that's a part of your life, you know? So just be where you are is really what it comes down to. You know, it's okay to have goals and dreams and desires and to fantasize about something other than what you have or who you are, or where you're at. But there's also got to be something about just saying like, this is what is, and I'm going to make a room for it and I'm going to allow it. I'm not going to struggle with it. And what can I do within that context to still create some joy and pleasure for myself? Cause this is what's up right now. You know, we can't always be living in this state of lack and always wanting. That's actually what we know is the trap and the root of suffering is this attachment to wanting something other than what is. That's suffering. Just be where you are and feel whatever comes up with that and let that be enough. Um, All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna do some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Topics you want covered, uh, drop them in there as well. Something you want us to circle back, drop deeper into. DMs on our Loveline page. We'd love to hear from you. And past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, and click on it. You can binge, post, reshare. Good stuff, man. Stick around, though. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, we're back, and now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. Oh, this one's an interesting one. I like this one. Dear Dr. Chris and Loveline, is there ever a time that going through your partner's phone is okay? I came out of the shower. Always the shower. I'm telling you, it's always when someone's in the shower that people try to go through phones. But nonetheless, your question says, I came out of the shower the other day. My boyfriend said my phone went off, and he clicked on a notification. And he was on my phone for like 20 minutes. He didn't lie, I don't think. Just made me feel super uneasy. Uh, well, why is he looking at notifications? I mean, that's my first question. Like, if I'm getting notifications on my phone, they're notifications for me. I don't know why anyone else, whether I'm in a relationship with them or not, needs to know what those notifications are. Uh, yeah, curiosity exists, of course. Of course, excuse me. Um, it's never okay. It's never okay. It's a, it's a complete violation of your privacy. It's poor boundaries. It's also can fall under emotional abuse if it's an attempt to control. Um, This is possibly your partner trying to deal with their own anxiety. So I would always start this conversation in two ways. Uh, If you have a concern about it, uh, because I don't know if your question's more about, you know, what's in this or if it's just ever okay, because my solid answer is no, it's never okay. Again, that's you, you, no matter whether you're married or whatever it is, you have a right to privacy and boundaries. No one has a right to just get access to things you haven't given them access to. And in healthy, trusting relationships, our partners know that if there's something important that involves them, we'll bring them into it. We'll factor them in and we'll talk to them, whatever that might be, as hard as that might be. And people that go through phones are usually in relationships where they don't trust that. It's usually nine times out of 10, a lack of trust. And the question's always, is it that the person looking in someone else's phone needs to learn how to trust? Or is it that they're in a relationship with someone who isn't worthy of trust. 
Well, if you don't trust and you need to, you have to work on that. And if it's your partner, then you shouldn't be with someone you can't trust if they're not really truly worthy of it. it. Might be time to leave. But I would circle back lovingly and calmly and say, hey, listen, it makes me uncomfortable when you go through my phone. I'm gonna ask you to not do that again. And in saying that, if they do it again, then we have a bigger issue. Um, and in saying, please don't go through my phone, I would lovingly then swoop into, but let's talk about that. You know, what was that, what was that driven by? Because I don't believe that I just needed to look. Like I never accept these off the cuff, vague answers. You know what I mean? Like if someone asks me a deep question, I'll say, let me understand where, where that question's coming from. Not someone saying, well, I just want to know. No, that's never, that's never acceptable. I, I want to understand you more. That's intimacy. Tell me why you're asking, right? So I'd, I'd want you to pose that question. What was making you feel the need to look? Because I'm sure your phone alerts at all times and he doesn't look. Why is it that he had the look when you were in the shower? Does he look when you're sitting next to him? No. Well, then it's not about him just, you know, feeling compelled to respond to alerts. That's ridiculous. I want you to say to him lovingly, do you trust me? Do you trust me? And if not, can we talk about why? Can we talk about what I might be doing? This is you speaking. That doesn't allow you to trust me. Is there a way that we can work on that? Because that's really what this should be about. Because if we have trust, you say to him, then I'm going to ask you to not ever do that again. And if you did that because there's things you feel like you need to ask me, I want to create safe spaces so that you can ask me the questions you need to ask me. Everyone is not a cheater. That's not true. Wounded people say that. People that I feel bad for, that have been with people, that have trained them to believe you can't trust people. But you can. Not everyone's a cheater. And it it really pains me even more when I hear people make it gender. Like all men cheat. Well, that's interesting because all the stats show that it's women that do the bulk of cheating and it's on the rise. So it's not all men are cheaters, right? And there are elements of toxic masculinity and toxic monogamy where people think they have a right to own people, right? And not have to honor boundaries, but they do. So that's why it's a conversation about boundaries, but it's also a conversation about trust. You know, do we trust each other? Do you trust me? And if not, how can we help to create that? Because constantly going through my phone doesn't build trust, actually. Keeps anxiety going. That's not a solution. And I say that to couples that want passwords and to go through their phone and know who their friends are. It's like, oh my God, that's your anxiety running wild. How do we work on trust? That's the goal, right? That anxiety isn't gonna be good for anyone. It's not a good sign. It's not a sign of a healthy relationship. So we wanna work on that. We wanna identify that. So use this as a conversation starter. Very loving, very soft. Be very approachable, you know? That's a great question. All right, y'all. DMs come from our Loveline IG page. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Anything you want to talk about, anything you want us to answer, topics you want covered, let us know. And past episodes of Loveline are always over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it, and there's all the past shows. You can binge, post, share, we listen. Lots of good stuff back there. Sometimes you got to roll back, rehear it. Repetition's really good for us. But uh, focus on spending the rest of the night or your rest of your day, I should say, focusing on self-care, some joy and pleasure, tons of rest. And uh, join us again tomorrow night. We'll be here. Thanks for hanging out with us. And as always, enjoy the rest of your night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.